When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Time for double threat. I'm Julie. I'm here in New York City. And I'm Tom, and I'm in Los Angeles. What's up? Tom. Yes, Julie. I rewatched Magnolia the other day. You did? I did. And how was it? Pretty good, I guess. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. my Cartman impression. <laughs> So that's Cartman watching Magnolia. Magnolia, pretty good, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So you liked it still? Does it hold up? Well, parts of it hold up a little too well. Do you, Uh by the way, do you love it when people are like, network isn't a friggin' movie, it's a documentary? What's happening now? That's a documentary. (laughs) No, I'm telling you. These films are now documentaries. Net, idiocracy. Network, idiocracy. Idiocracy is happening it's now. It's a documentary. I mean, it's not even ridiculous. Honestly, this is like what's in the newspaper if you even read the newspaper, which I don't. Yeah, I don't have a television or <laughs> a, newspaper. a computer or Look, a newspaper. I, I can't read. Uh, I've, ne- I've never seen read. a movie. <laughs> 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 Did you read that thing? Uh, I can't read. <laughs> um, I can't read, so no. Uh, I'm not a reader, so yeah, I don't spend a lot of my time focusing on that stuff. I don't read for pleasure yeah. because I can't. Because I can't read? I like reaching into the refrigerator and using the refrigerator shelves as a plate. And my fingers as spoons and knives and forks. Yeah, I'm, uh, I kind of didn't grow up. I still eat like a baby. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, goo goo gaga. <laughs> also, my mommy is the prettiest lady in the world. And she's everything. And don't get in between us because. Uh, my mommy's the best and yeah, I don't know about your mommy, but 
But sometimes my mommy leaves the room and I freak out because she's definitely gone forever. And then she comes back and then it's the the best feeling <laughs> the best. ever. Oh my yeah. God, it's amazing. So I don't know about your mommy, but my mommy comes back sometimes, I guess <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so. Well, this is just to say that this is actually connected because Magnolia I was watching and there's that part where Philip Seymour Hoffman goes, oh, frogs are falling from the sky. Not wow, frogs are falling from the sky. Mm -hmm. Just, oh. And I thought to myself, is there anything more 2020 than that? On a scale of one to 10, how shocked would you be if that started happening? Like zero, because it is happening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, frogs are kind of falling from the sky because (laughs) of the the Cheeto in charge. It's (laughs) kind of like... I kind of wish frogs were falling from the sky now. Why has he not like launched like a snack line? Oh, he will. Be, like he will. when this is all over, he will buy that one American news network and rebrand it as Trump news. And then he will launch a line of snacks. Yes. Yes. And the, the, the remaining supporters of him that have not died violently <laughs> will be able <laughs> yeah. to. And those are the like, that's the kind of like dust that will stain your fingers permanently. Like I made that, uh, that famous, the Allison Roman, like the, it's, I think it's called Karen stew Uh (laughs) and it's turmeric. And you put your, if you have like a, a white plastic Zabar spoon, like I do, you, it just is dyed with turmeric for the rest. It's like always going to be a little yellow. And I Uh feel like that's what Trump supporters and let's face it. They're white have their their fingers are white to begin with let's just you know put that out there rest in yeah. peace herman, her, rest in peace herman kane but for the most part <laughs> these white people and their chubby fingers are going to be stained with um orange like our friggin cheeto president what they should start doing is making covid masks out of out of snacks and then <laughs> people some people will that will bridge the gap for some people to be like, I couldn't breathe with I, when people are just like, I put the mask on within like five minutes. I literally couldn't breathe anymore. It's like, really? You never trick or treated. You never wore like you didn't wear a mask all day and night on every Halloween. But <laughs> when if you start making when your it, mom asked you to take it off, you were like, no, no. <laughs> and then but you're like, start call making, me Spider-Man. <laughs> no. Billy's not here. Spider-Man is here. Don't Spider-Man tell Spider-Man what to do. Billy? You don't know who's under here. Billy. What? Take your mask off and go to bed. No. Okay. I'm well, my what? mask. I'm shoving candy under it. Billy, you have to go to bed. If you no. wear the mask, will you go to bed? No. <laughs> I thought that no, was a Billy good deal. Billy won't go to bed. No. No deals. Tom, did you... Uh, get to eat all your candy the night of Halloween or did your parents make you like stagger it out? Oh, um, it was pretty lawless in, in my house. It was kind of at the discretion of the trick or treater for how much candy could get put away (laughs) that night. It was Tommy's Um, choice. Oh yeah. And Tommy's choice was, uh, 
<laughs> Let's see how much damage we could do tonight on this. And did they cut any open the way like parents started to do in the 80s when they're like, oh, my God, people are putting like full syringes of crack cocaine in this, you know, Milky Way. No, there was no <laughs> there was no inspecting of the candy. It was um, pretty much I took my bag of candy into my bedroom and that was the end of the story as yeah. far as anyone else involved in the decision of how much candy I'm going to eat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, uh, I wouldn't want to eat too much on Halloween night, but I, d- I did my fair share of, uh, of, of uh, chipmunk in it. Just jamming them in my cheeks. <laughs> um, but this is all to say that when I was watching Magnolia the other night, it occurred to me to like trying to like place your pet, like which character in Magnolia is your pet. Okay. And I definitely figured out who Jimmy Jazz would be in that movie because there's so many characters. Yes. I think it's pretty like, I think it's, I don't know. That might be a fun thing for people to answer. Like, if you're listening, like, what character in Magnolia is your pet and why? Because I'm sure there's a lot of, like, really sweet dogs that are, like, the little kid. Okay. Stanley, the little, like, the kid who, like, the quiz kid. Yep. So some um, dogs would be like that. So Jimmy Jazz is one of the characters in Magnolia. Clearly, I, I, you. You, you've got you've got to know which one, though. I'm going to make you guess. It's so obvious. He's um, Jimmy Jazz is uh, not Frank T.J. Mackey. No, he is. He is? He's totally Frank T.J. Mackey. He's Frank J.J. Mackey. Oh, that's perfect. Because there's so many there's so many overlaps. One is when the lady is looking at him and he goes, do you want to know what I'm doing? And he goes, I'm quietly judging you. Mm-hmm. So if Jimmy Jazz is... Frank T.J. Mackey. What if, what if we were to, if you were to do a cat interpretation of that, what would that sound like? I'll tell you exactly right now. This is my impression of Jimmy Jazz as Frank T.J. Mackey in Cat Magnolia. Respect the cat and tame the mommy. pretty impressive <laughs> that's how jimmy jazz would play that part <laughs> and uh, paul thomas anderson like the script coordinators like nudging paul thomas Anderson, being like the cat's changing the lines a little bit <laughs> and he's like well look at the actor we chose it makes sense yeah. don't disturb yeah. him didn't tom cruise improvise that whole part where he's like i swear to god if those dogs come anywhere near me i'm going to drop kick them <laughs> I think he you, did that in like one take or, or something mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You're more, you, you know more about PTA than I do. So let's go further with this. I wish we would. Have you ever met a cat that sounds like Jason Robards in the thing? Would he be like, yes! where he's like, meow, 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 meow. Yes. And I was thinking about that because. Like, if Jimmy were in that scene, right, mm-hmm. and Jason Robards was dying, I think mm-hmm. Jimmy would get really into being like, I hope it hurts. I hope you're in pain. 
Uh-huh. You die. You die. I hate you. I hate you. And then maybe he'd start like bopping him on the face. So what would you rather see? An all cat production of Magnolia or just Jimmy Jazz in Magnolia with the rest of these actors playing it? Tom, the answer to your question is in your question. Okay. I think we both know what I'd like to see, but I do think that there are other great parts for other great animals. Like I can absolutely see a puppy saying, uh, you know, I'm quiz kid Donnie Smith and I have lots of love to give. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I definitely think the John C. Riley character is a, is a dog. Yeah. When he's, he's like, like, I lost my bone. Yeah. Like a <laughs> instead golden of his, retriever. Instead of his gun. I yeah. lost my bone. I lost my bone. And at the end, the bone falls from the sky. And he's like, oh. Yeah. At the end, it would just be all like pet <laughs> pet treats falling from the sky. It would be like a positive thing. And the movie ended on such a happy note. All the animals got treats, fell from the sky. Yeah. Um. Or if it was just, if it was all cats, it would just like mice fell from the sky instead of frogs. (laughs) And then they would just chase the mice. Do you remember that mouse that they put an ear onto in the 90s because no one had anyone Mm -hmm. else had anything better to do? It was like they cloned a sheep and then they put an ear on a mouse. And then like, and then like flash forward 30 years later, like we're all dying. (laughs) This this horrible virus. Yeah. Like we didn't know. What were you doing? It's great. No, it's terrific. Everything's coming up. Uh, toilets. <laughs> Everything's coming up. Toilets. <laughs> Wait, what were you saying right before that? that oh, I, I don't say know. something about. Oh, the mice with the ears on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why Jimmy didn't like those? Why? Because they could hear him coming. Uh, I, they can hear him coming. As as I said, why I already knew the answer to it. I was like, I was like, why? No, I know why. Like I, um, I also yeah. wait one more thing about cats and dogs, Magnolia, because I could talk about this more, but I feel like it would be inconsiderate too. I definitely think that John C. Riley's character as a dog is so funny. The way that like how a dog could have an owner that's a dick, but you'd never like, like the dog would never know that. Like, in other words, like when John C. Riley's like really interested in Melora Walters character and mm-hmm. you're like, you know, she's a drug addict. And he's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, no, she's the prettiest girl that ever did live. And you're like, yeah. okay. It's the same way that dogs are like, like, you know, your owner is like a piece of shit. Be like, you shut your mouth. She's great. Um, I would love to know who your pet would be in Magnolia. I know there's a lot of cats that are um, Julianne Moore's character when she like goes off in the pharmacy. Like that, I've mm-hmm. seen cats. I've seen cats do that like four or five times a day. Imagine being in the pharmacy in pharmacy when that was happening, and you're just like <laughs> the next person online, and you're just like, "Yikes! I just wanted to get my skin cream that." is for some reason not has to be prescribed. Oh my God. I just wanted to get it. And this woman had a meltdown at the pharmacy. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, Tom. Now all I want to do is digitally put the two of us 
online behind Julianne Moore. <laughs> be like, and be like, Ugh. <laughs> like yeah. Have us look uh, at each other and like shrug, and then you see us putting like the Afrin back on the shelf. Yeah, be just like, can you open a second <laughs> register? We just want to get our prescription here. I just wanted to buy these Twizzlers, and. She's kind of uh, taking up all the oxygen. I'm, fi- I'm the fine. Pharmacy. Honestly, I'm fine. I really didn't need. I'll go to. Yeah. I'll go to the place across town. It's yeah. not like it's going to start raining frogs. Yeah. So Magnolia is your pick to click for the week. <laughs> that's that's Julie's movie of the week. Yeah. Movie of the, my movie of the week is Magnolia, nineteen ninety nine. Paul Thomas Anderson, like yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just watched The Godfather, nineteen seventy two, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. The Godfather depicts depicts Don Corleone, played by Marlon Brando. <laughs> it's like yeah, no, we know, we've all seen it. Like, you're the only one that hasn't seen it. Why are you talking at us? You know that someone's a good writer when they say the word depicts. Yeah, so it's a good sign of talent and uh, a way with words. Ooh, what else does it depict? Yeah. Now, Brett, Brett, again, Brett is the, what's the title for Brett, Julie? Overlord? Grand, Grand Pooba, Big Cheese. Mayor uh, Mayor McCheese. He's the Mayor McCheese of the show. Wait, like, quick like question. That. Quick question. Does Mayor McCheese and then that cop Big Mac were they brothers? Because the, they look they look a lot alike. Oh no, that's how that goes down. Is that those right. Big Macs all they look after their own? That's what I thought. Yeah. All right. And the mayor's always Mayor McCheese is always just making that budget he's always doing increases yeah he's to the he's, police budget he's, re- he's refunding the police yeah and they'll never but yet they don't seem to catch hamburglar <laughs> right all no. the money the mayor mccheese funnels to the to the uh the, the mpd the mcdonald's police department <laughs> the, the mcdonald the mlpd mcdonald land <laughs> it um all that money that gets sent there, they still can't catch that freaking Hamburglar. And you know that the Hamburglar, he's not working alone. No. It's, it's, it's the game behind the game. They, it keeps them all in business. Hamburglar grabs a cheeseburger and runs away. And then Mayor McCheese is, tells, tells his, his brother... brother this brother goes and like beats the shit out of someone who had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Beating the crap out of that the chicken. That little chicken with the Birdie? Avi- yeah, Birdie with the aviator goggles. Birdie was, I think, the first female McDonald Land character. Um, which is uh, uh an honor that as a woman I'd like to decline. I'd say <laughs> I'd say like, no, we're good. Thank no, you. No, I think that's a huge honor. No. It's a huge honor. They're like, wait, how can we make this extra condescending? Like, oh, what are women like? I don't know, fucking Amelia Earhart. They put the goggles on the chicken. Hey, we got the <laughs> goggles, this stupid bitch. 
So the broads would be like, hey, I want to eat a fucking chicken McNugget too. Brad, I'm who's your- sad. But go ahead. No, no, I'm no, no. Sad. I'm sad that we'll never get to go into a McDonald's Playland ball oh, pit ever speak, again. Speak for yourself, my friend. Oh, you're gonna go back in? I have been. It's that's oh, it's the best. If there's so you have the whole you have the whole room to yourself. You have the whole pit ma'am, to yourself, ma'am. Uh, there's no. <laughs> There's no ta- there's no sitting no table seating in the place it's for takeout like, only. Da 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 da, and then I spit <laughs> balls <laughs> like like I'm doing the backstroke, and then you know how like cartoon characters yeah. like spit water. I like spit balls in the air. <laughs> da 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 da. I've got COVID. I'm going. To die, <laughs> and it's just you doing the yeah. You're just doing the backstroke through the ball pit, <laughs> and then you just sink into it, and it's just like yeah. I think she's dead. I think she and died then in the I ball pit. Emerge with firecrackers on my head like Esther Williams. <laughs> <laughs> so you start rising out of it, yeah. <laughs> or you rise out of it. You've got aviator <laughs> goggles on, like Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. McDonald's ball pit. Um, Brett, who is your favorite McDonald's land character and why? That's a good question. Um, wasn't there a pirate one? Is it a good question? <laughs> <laughs> I like Brett's like, boy, that's a good question. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's giving it so much, so much weight. Huh, well that's a, that is a good Harris. question. Let me let me think about this one. I want to answer this correctly. Yeah, I really want to be on a record here as I'm uh, looking this up. Pirate McDonald's character. Is this the asshole that sold the the fillet of fish? Yes, it's Captain Crook. Yeah, he would only steal fillet of fish. He was like a spin-off. He like worked in conjunction with the Hamburglar, but he would only steal the fillet of fish. I thought I thought uh You, you know, like that about like, him. Yeah, I like the specificity of it. Um mm-hmm. you know, I, I definitely uh you know, like the the kind of the uh, the outlaws in the McDonald Lands world. You know, he's sure. also yeah. human. He's human. Yeah, like which the is hamburger, weird. Yeah. right? Yeah, and, yeah. He was just a pirate. I think. I don't think there was any like. Uh, well, it start. It says I'm looking at the McDonald's wiki now. When I, and I typed in M, and it just suggested it because I <laughs> I spend most of my time on this website actually. Yeah, he there says, was a period in time where Julie would say to me, it's like, did you know Grimace had eight arms originally? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, actually, it sounds like Tom's joking. It's like, He's not joking. And no. it is true that it, the Grimace had eight arms and he used to steal milkshakes. <laughs> All the stealing going on. There's so much theft. No, it's a weird. McDonaldland is a, it's a corrupt, fucked up place. That's why that when you had the, the, the McDonaldland playground, remember there was that cage? That like had a bun on the top and the bun on the bottom. That uh-huh. was burger. That was burger jail. Burger jail. Yeah, just like I think it so was who, like the the cop's head was the jail, wasn't it? It was like the yes, uh, it, yeah, indeed yeah, it like was. A, yeah, it's uh, okay. Yeah, it was what, disturbing. Like what? What completely embittered person came up with like this? It's like there's a clown. <laughs> we got a clown, and then everyone else is a thief. <laughs> In it, it's like it's the cheapest food in America, but everybody's still stealing it. <laughs> it's like, 
oh, wow, they're stealing that hamburger, <laughs> that McDonald's hamburger, that worthless. <laughs> like, right. It's like when candy goes on sale at Dwayne Reed and you're like, oh, yeah, that's why I wasn't buying candy. It was too expensive. Yeah. Now, finally, they lowered the prices on Charleston shoes. I can finally get in can the it, game. I can indulge. Yeah. Well, so, Brett, did you know the Grimace did have eight arms at one point and they were for milkshake stealing? Yes, there's the there's the jail. Officer Big Mac climb in jail. What a sick, what a sick world. Yeah. I didn't know that about Grimace. That is uh, I, I mean, what was and Grimace was kind of an outlier too. I mean, what was his what was what was Grimace's whole story? Well, he, I was, think, pur- he was purple. Right. Yeah. I think he Grimace grew out of the mold at Squirrel, the uh, wait what the, the L.A. Jelly restaurant. <laughs> that there's a place out in Los Angeles. It was like, ooh, it's Squirrel, and you go, you look, it's a line outside, people waiting really? to get in. And then somebody a month ago put some pictures up where, like, yeah, I work at Squirrel. We got a, a we got a secondary kitchen and there's mold all over the top of the jam. Really? Am I getting this right, Brett? Um, I, yeah, I don't know the specifics, but I, th- I, I heard about that. I think I think that's the idea. Yeah. Allegedly. I want to yeah, say alleged. <laughs> so you think that's Grimace's origin story? Yes. He, he grew out of the Internet, spores. <laughs> Internet goes wild squirrel. after photos of Squirrel's moldy jam. I'd still go there. I would still go back. I'd ask for a discount. I'd say, like, now's the time to strike. Yeah. Well, Brad, anytime you want to know about the backstory of Grimace, I'm here. And um, the but the but the the headline is he used to be a villain and now he's an ally. And he and he does have an uncle named Uncle O'Grimacy who comes once a year for shamrock shakes. This thing with the arms is too weird. You picture them just like McDonald stuff is rolling the commercials. Kids are scared <laughs> by the shake. What's that purple shake monster? Oh, you mean Grimace? I don't care what his name is. He can't have eight arms. It's scaring everybody. Kids are having nightmares that the shake monster is going to get them. <laughs> like, like just talking to the guy who created these McDonald's characters, just be like probably guy, somebody yeah. just doing like somebody on like a daily LSD. Rip well, I was going to say regimen. like he, he's one of the few people that, you know, how they used to say that if you took LSD, you'd become psychotic. Like he's one of the one he's he's someone who honestly did become psychotic after taking LSD. Yeah, he's losing his grip on reality. And he's just like. It's monsters. And like, what are we going to do to sell these hamburgers and sodas and shakes? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) I'm so glad glad you asked. Monsters and thieves, stealing and crime. (laughs) It's like, what? It's hamburgers. Put more arms on that one. Eight armed monster bursts (laughs) out. (laughs) Tries to steal his shakes. I want... I want a ch- I want a chicken lesbian in the sky, and the whole system's corrupt. You got the mayor, <laughs> the is cop, in, and the mayor's the mayor's the brother same is the pig head of the police. Man. Yeah, it's like Chinatown. 
It's like Chinatown, but with hamburgers. Forget it, Jake. It's McDonald's land. <laughs> Forget that would be. Yeah. Forget it, Ronald. Yeah. Um, they will. I will say, and then I will put what, an. What flavor a- shake do you want? Oh, uh, chocolate. I want vanilla. Chocolate. Vanilla. I want I chocolate, want chocolate and, and vanilla. Chocolate and vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell me what kind of goddamn shake you're looking to get? I want a fucking egg salad sandwich. I want a goddamn Big Mac. egg. I want a god. I want a McRib. How about you take the goddamn two all beef patties and you? Take the goddamn special sauce. You hold them between your knees. (laughs) Yeah, I was worried we weren't going to get to some true stupidity, (laughs) (laughs) but we find it pretty easily, actually. I will say, though, this is a little educational thing for me to you, is that HR Puff and Stuff sued McDonald's land. And they were like, mm-hmm. you totally stole all of this crazy shit that we came up with when we were met, we were tripping balls. And McDonald's yeah. was like, no, you're right. Let's settle this out of court. Yeah. And you're drinking out of a McDonald's glass. Look at that. There this he is. is. A, it's a nightmare. Look how big his feet are. Yeah, clown <laughs> shoes. He's got his clown shoes on. Or does he? Does he have clown feet? What if his feet were all (laughs) filled up those shoes all the way? The most horrifying thing ever. Not only filled them up, but they're like spilling out. Like he has to wear those shoes. Otherwise, they're going to keep growing. Yeah, that's that's so that's why he's wearing his shoes are actually helping to keep these feet that will just grow outside (laughs) of them. It keeps them in check. They'll keep going. Well, I'll never look at Ronald McDonald the same way again now. Have you ever seen those benches that like those Japanese benches of like, what's his name? Colonel Sanders, who I find way scarier than Ronald McDonald. Yeah. Like from Japan where there's like a, let me show this to you. Yeah. Well, Japan has the, the, a thing where they created that on Christmas you eat at KFC. Is that true? Oh, it's a huge, it's a huge tradition now. It's like, and it's new, but it be, it became just institutionalized like crazy. You have to buy your family, uh, your family meal ahead of time. You have to reserve it ahead of time, and everybody eats uh, KFC on Christmas in Japan. Wait, I'm gonna show. Th- I'm gonna put this in the chat. This this. Oh, <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. Look at it. It's, that is that's a true nightmare. I must is, I must have it. I must own it. That is the most upsetting thing. <laughs> Look how wide it's his double breasted suit is. It's a it's not a bench with a Colonel Sanders on it. It's a bench made out of Colonel Sanders. <laughs> so it's stretched really wide and the armrests are his arms, but the thing is they're very far apart because he's a bench. <laughs> are those shoes on that? the leg? I want it so badly. Are those shoes on his, like, on the legs, on the bottom? You would want that. If I bought yes! you that. Yes. What if, okay, well, here's the thing. You have to get rid of your 
actual couch. F- fine. And you replace it with a kernel. Sand. Uh, now, I'm just saying, picture it's a Wednesday night. Just an <laughs> average. Think of when the joke has kind of run. It's <laughs> it's November and it's cold night and you yeah. just want to watch some TV. <laughs> and and I sit on this cold, hard you're laying on the, You're laying on this plex, this like fiberglass. Like pew. Yeah. And you, you're laying there watching TV, and then you just like turn your head a little bit, and you're <laughs> looking up at Colonel Sanders because his head is in the middle of it. Oh, that's I want it. Uh, I and must the have hands it. Hands are too realistic. I simply must own it. All right, I'll buy it for you. <laughs> Thank Fine. you. Thank you. I'll get you a Colonel Sanders bench. Thank you. I like Brett, it because it seems Colonel like Sanders it's bench. Do you want one, Brett? Um, I mean, if Julie's going to get one, I don't want to steal her spotlight here. So, um, no, I could probably too. get a deal on two. I'm assuming if I'm going to, if I'm going to be in the market for Colonel Sanders benches, I, if I go in saying I'm looking to buy two of them, that strengthens my mm, yeah. uh, negotiating mm. power. Yeah, sure. I, I gotta, I, I can find a spot for that. Brett, what, wh- who would your pets be in Magnolia? Yeah, I've been thinking about this. I, um, I've actually got a cat that is Quiz Kid Donnie Smith, I think. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah, which is a little uh, out of character for a cat, but... but um, No, not necessarily. There's definitely, like, cute cats that want to be loved and just keep fucking things up. <laughs> yeah, she's very, you know, eager for love, but kind of in within specific terms, right? So it has Aww. to be very, like, you know, yeah. she wants to mm-hmm. define and, you know... Right. So, she, o- she only wants the guy with braces. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've got another cat that I actually think is the bartender with braces. So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> okay. uh, it's like a, a well-meaning hunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very way of putting it. Yeah. What yeah, if yeah. we do this? A three, uh, the movie's three hours and ten minutes long, something like that. Mm-hmm. We record <laughs> a full, yeah. all meow mm-hmm. interpretation of magnolia that you mm-hmm. can watch magnolia and you just play our audio with it and it's just like meow 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 who's that who's that that's supposed to be john it's the came out more like john c riley yeah yeah Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here to let you know about our latest episode of Office Hours Live. Office Hours is great fun. With the great John Early and Theta Hamill. Very handsome. Thank you. Thank you. They're here to talk about their new movie, Stress Positions. And we just had a, a wonderful time. There was a lot of laughter and joy. Don't believe me? Well, listen for yourself on the podcast app of your choice. You're not going to want to miss a second. That's at Office Hours Live at the podcast app of your choice. Bum, 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 bum. I love Vic and Doug and I love drinking my wine. All right, Brett, what the hell are we doing on this show besides being, meow, meow. being silly? Besides, well, yeah. our, uh, our listeners have been very active this past week, which is awesome. Um, right. And they followed up on a lot of our uh, requests from previous episodes. 
Um, so the, the first thing, uh, we got a lot of submissions this week for the, uh, political style cartoon that you requested. Um, oh God. And I saw a couple of these online and they yeah. are just, one is better than the next. Unbelievable. They're incredible. Uh, and, and the prompt I think was, was a political style cartoon with Tom and Julie, uh, sort of, uh, uh, stopping the, the podcast competition essentially. Uh, and I, I think I had forgotten this, but there definitely must've been mm-hmm. something to do with a car and and like a plume of smoke in the yes. prompt because that's and been a, in all a, of the cartoons, right? And yeah. a and a, vi- and a specifically a visor that says Julie and a <laughs> and a like a corsage that says Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let me bring up a couple of these uh, for you guys to see, and then we, we, we'll post all we'll repost all of these uh, with with uh, the you know with the handles of who made them on our on our accounts if you want to see them. And the great thing is that like we look really ripped. We will, we will yeah. look strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this first one is from uh, <laughs> at TF Stevens on Twitter. This is amazing. And this I is the it. two of us high-fiving each other. And it's... it's so <laughs> Can this you enlarge is us it a little? Driving. Yeah. We're driving and we're in a cool car. The license plate is D-B-L-T-H-R-E-T, double threat. And we're high-fiving... And it says on my sleeve, Tom. And it says on my visor, Julie. <laughs> yeah. And I'm completely jacked. And I'm like sexy as hell in a freaking tube top. And we're, everyone's eating our dust. We got <laughs> Chef Kevin is depicted as Richie Rich, <laughs> which is perfect. <laughs> this is so <laughs> funny. Garrison Keeler. Is clearly in some some nautical uh, some mode because of the cruise, I guess. He's in seafaring yes. mode. He's right, holding and he's a trident. got like and the trident has like seaweed and barnacles like dripping off of it because he's from like the depths. Yeah, and then we've got <laughs> Adam Carolla, Mark Marin, and Joe Rogan in the back, looking mad because they're Steamed. the competition. Abel Ferrara. Abel Ferrara and Woody Allen look like they're both shaking their fists in the air. Yeah. Like how? And then over in the far right is. Oh, that's my favorite part. And who is that supposed to be? Sarah Koenig? Yeah. Holding (laughs) a knife that says cereal with blood dripping off of it, which is not the plot of cereal. It's not that the host of the podcast murders people. But in this depiction, clearly the host of Serial is the killer. Well, I think she became a killer because she's so mad at us for being okay. so so great that she took a cue from one of the wackos that she like is reporting on and said, I'll, I'll I learned a thing or two and I'm going to use it against Tom and Julie. But she does look okay. like a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> and there's and blood then- dripping on the knife onto Richie Rich's head. And then there's a dancing iPhone <laughs> like an angry iPhone with Mickey Mouse hands that says Stitcher junk on it. <laughs> so that's the Stitcher app getting mad at us. So we just we're tearing and then, ass away from all these people. And then finally on the left, there's a jug of oil that's spilling on a, a list that looks like the Constitution. And it says haters. Yeah. And then the bubble coming out of my mouth is, yeah, right. <laughs> how, was that how I was saying? You no, know, you said, yeah, right. You're right. Yeah, right. Is that it? Yeah, right. Kind of. Yeah, right. I can't remember. Yeah, right. It's more like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. 
Is that it? Almost. Yeah, right. Almost. Yeah, right. No, almost. Closer? Am I losing it? No, it's the same. No, you're not losing it. You're just doing the same thing. A little more like derisive. Yeah, like. You're right. I think you're. I think it's just one note. You're You're right. right. You're You're right. right. Okay. Gonna have to pull a clip. Oh, boy. Uh, so this so, next one is from. Oh uh, my god! This is this, is, this, is, this one is. upset me a little bit <laughs> because from at Ben Artsy on Instagram. This and one is insane. This one's more Putin based, where I'm shirtless <laughs> in it and very hairy, if I may say. Yeah. And we are on horses trampling the competition. There's a dog <laughs> that says Earwolf. There's just a, a few people that says this podcast on their shirt. Each one of them trampling. looks like more of a schnook than the next. Yeah. And then there's a little Adventure Time dog poking out from behind Julie. And that it says Forever Dog on that dog. Thanks for that. And, yeah. I, and I look jacked as F. Yeah. And so does Tom, but he also yeah. looks angry and hairy. Yeah. I look like I'm... Like I look like I'm mid transformation into like <laughs> American werewolf. Like I'm going, oh, I'm stretching and yeah. No, I like that one a lot. Uh, we got we got a couple more. Let me see if I can find one more for us here. Um, oh wow! Oh my god, oh my god. these are so great. These keep getting better. Look at that, that one I saw before. The podcast Valley one is outstanding. Yeah, yeah. this one. This is from I love uh, that one at Juice Simpsons on Twitter. You okay? So who's in the background? Woody Allen is on all fours. Kevin Smith is tired. <laughs> is that who? Is that yeah, Jesse Kevin. Thorpe? Is that Jesse rubbing yeah, his eyes? I think we're beating Jesse, and then and I think and Tom looks so jacked in this one that you could see the like his neck muscles like like popping out from like the steroid like those ropey kind of neck. Yeah. Which is not accurate. I'm not. <laughs> it's not not a not a not a concern oh, for no. me. Is boy, my neck looks too ropey and muscular today. What am I going to do? I love it. I've never. Said, I, we, we look great. You've got so much hair. My boobs look amazing. And the other thing is, it's like I've never seen you wear a visor <laughs> before until uh, these until these depictions. I've seen you wear two visors, which yeah, at the same time. You might want to consider a visor in when real I was, life. <laughs> I was going through some S. I love it. It's no, great. These are these are amazing. Everybody, oh, you you all did outdid yourselves with it, and I'm blown away by this. Thank you. We're gonna post all of them online. Um, yeah, yeah, make sure you're following us at Double Threat Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I'll we'll post them all, too. All so of these great. over there. They're so funny. Unbelievable. Uh, and then the next thing, a uh, one of our listeners, this is very exciting news, uh, dug up the limerick that Garrison oh, Keillor. Oh my God. Because no. Garrison Keillor wrote a limerick. When, when his Prairie Home Companion cruise went belly up, he uh, rewarded the people who didn't get refunds with a limerick that he wrote for them. There once was a man from. <laughs> <laughs> there once was a man who took your money. And that's I it. am so excited okay. and thrilled that someone is a detective. That someone was detective enough to track this down. 
Yeah, this is a listener. Mark uh, found this for us. Um, and let me share it on the screen here. What? This is real? This is real. This is real. This is the actual limerick that was included in the email uh, that where Garrison Keillor explained that uh, cruise attendees would not be getting refunds for the canceled cruise. Uh, but then he included this limerick as a kind so of consolation the, prize. I'm glad we're not on the Vain Dome. What's that? Which is, I guess, maybe, the, is that the That's name the of the boat. ship? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Trying to maintain a plum in Corona Hill. Sprayed with Purell, reading the twenty-third Psalm. Yeah, that, I, I am speechless. Yeah, I'm. Spe- this is worse than I ever could have imagined. I would walk the plank on that <laughs> if I was on that boat and saw this. I'd be just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna see what the ocean has to offer. I'm just gonna <sighs> jump in Titanic Did he really, style." He really thought that this would like soothe. The burn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Garrison. That's what fine. Is, what is the $6,000? <laughs> but I have this hilarious thing that doesn't even rhyme very well. What yeah. is the 23rd Psalm? What is that one about how like an old guy like, fuck you? <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, the, well, this is amazing. Yeah. This is the limerick. I'm disturbed by this. I also would like to point out, while this is barely the point, you cannot spray Purell. You you friggin' glob it onto your hands. Yeah. What? what, what either he doesn't... Unless you can. Know. I don't know. Is there a spray? Maybe there is a spray. I don't know. I don't know there's a Purell spray. I, I, I All we've seen is hand sanitizer for the last four months. I've never seen one person spraying it on their hands. I know more about hand sanitizer now than I ever did, yeah. and I've never once seen a hand sanitizer spray. I'm glad we're not on the vain dumb, trying to maintain a plum in Corona hell, sprayed with Purell, reading the 23rd Psalm. Blech! And I'll show myself out. So the listeners outdid themselves. They came up with the limerick. Thank you. Which was horrifying. The artwork is outstanding. Thank you so much. It's great. If I had tattoos, I would get one of them tattooed, but I can't start with that, you know? No, you can't start with a full (laughs) double threat. Uh, It's like, yeah, it's a fake political cartoon. Like, You're what's like, wait, that? Where, where are you going? I have so yeah. much more to explain. Yeah. No, no, it keeps going. Wait, I'll just, I got to pull my sleeve up here. You got to see, you didn't get to see Adam Carolla yet on my. <laughs> I like Adam Carolla's teeth in that cartoon because yeah. they're like round, like in an overbite, which is just terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, everybody outdid themselves. Thank you so much. Brett. Oh, I guess I, we should say at the head of the show now, we'll say at the end also, we have some exciting stuff coming over the next couple weeks. We got a couple super hot guests that we're going to surprise you with, and that will be exciting. So keep listening. Double Threat's only growing, only getting better. 
It's just the beginning. So look out for the next couple of weeks. We got some excitement on the horizon. We got some A plus guests. Yes. But today, what's in the what's in the the chamber today, Brad? So uh, we got a lot of great clips coming in. Uh, you can send those to doublethreatpod at gmail dot com. Uh, this is one that came in from uh, a couple different sources this week, uh, including listener Nikki. I think was the first one to alert us. Um, and this is a, um, a photo that was going around Twitter a lot this week. Let me share it with you. And then we can, I can give you the backstory here too. Um, so, I, I, there was a, an appearance at, in Branson, Missouri, uh, at the, uh, at a, at a local sort of town hall meeting on the subject of, uh, mask ordinances. Uh, Branson was considering doing a mandatory mask ordinance for the whole town and they had people come in and give their uh, opinion on it and one of those people was Branson uh, resident Yakov Smirnov um, who came in and was very against the mask ordinance uh, and this picture was going on Twitter of him with a little cardboard sign opposing. What does it say on the sign? It says uh, no mask mandate three exclamation points ask me if your mask works. Oh no so sad i don't even know what he asked me if your mask works is that a joke no mask mandate ask me if your mask works in russia Russia. in (laughs) russia you (laughs) yes in russia coronavirus catches you (laughs) But it doesn't because it's a scam. Yeah, this guy sucks. First of all, if this is what it's like in Branson, yeah, it's kind of exactly what I thought it would be like at the Branson, uh, at the like the town hall. Yeah, the chamber of commerce. Yeah, the chamber of yeah. commerce. He's it's a sitting dry there. erase board with nothing on it behind him. Yeah. Yeah. This, and, I mean, what. what I see the things like this. What does this guy even want? He, uh, I don't even know how to talk about it. He makes me, he pains me. I like his suit. He's got a nice blue suit on, no tie. No tie. Very, uh. Got a haircut. Yeah, he kind of looks like, um. Judd Apatow. He does have an Apatow vibe coming up. In my movie, this is 40. (laughs) 40 in is, Russia. This is 40. 40 is this. <laughs> I have a movie. This is 40 year old virgin. Is Judd Apatow the only person whose movie has had the same number in two of his movies? I there, mean, there Oce- Oceans, no- Oceans 11 keeps changing the number. That's how I keep track about them being different. But if Steven Soderbergh had a movie, he had Ocean's Eleven, and then he had another movie that had Eleven in the title, you'd be like, well, that's weird. I'd be like, what's the code? And then this is 40, when he's up against financial problems. Well, you know, one thing you might want to do, sell that John Lennon autograph might help <laughs> get you out of, the, uh, out of the, the, the hole you're in. I have no memory of that. I walked out of that movie and I was on a plane. Ah! 
and I saw it, I was like, this is 40 minutes, minutes too, too long. long. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah. train wreck. Yeah, that's what I thought about. This is 40. <laughs> Who are you saying that to when you look off to the side? And I look off to the side. The guy taking the ticket? The guy taking the ticket. Or the and guy standing the, behind you online waiting to just like buy his ticket. He's like, I just want to go into the theater, please. This guy's doing some kind of like stand-up routine with the for a thing that's supposed to take one second. He's why is he talking to the guy? Why is he blocking the line of people trying to get into the theater? Yeah, this is forty. Last, you know what it 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 is like. I'm starting to fall <laughs> apart a little bit. You know, it's like you know what this movie's who made it. It's the opposite of funny people. The opposite of funny people made this is 40. And funny people's <laughs> one of his movies. And then and then you show the two of us behind this person, like in Magnolia, when we're behind Julianne Moore, and we both holding on to Afrin and licorice. <laughs> we're like, uh, we'll come knocked back. Up, knocked up. I wish I was knocked out <laughs> during this is 40, so I wouldn't have to see it. And then you see the guy in the ticket booth, like pressing the little button, like that doesn't make a sound. For, for, exactly. The little floor alarm he's pressing with his foot. Um, <laughs> if I was the king of Staten Island, my first edict would be <laughs> to ban the movie. This is 40. All right, sir. Wait, how did you know I was here? Do you have a panic button? So, Brett, do you have anything else in the in the docket? I do, yeah. And I, I feel like I kind of buried the lead here because this last one is is a doozy. Uh, this was uh, we were alerted to this by listener Zachary, um, and so apparently during quarantine, uh, Chris Hansen, uh, the host of To Catch a Predator, uh, has been doing a uh, kind of web series, like a quarantine web series from his house. Um, Really? And it's kind of like a, a quarantine version of To Catch a Predator. They're doing sort of like investigative style uh, reporting and interviews uh, about open, you know, uh, sexual assault and, and uh, uh, sexual predator cases. What? Uh, yeah. It's called uh, Have a Seat with Chris Hansen. Uh, and on this latest episode or a couple of weeks ago, this episode dropped, uh, he interviews the insane clown posse. Um, what? <laughs> okay. This is, I clearly have coronavirus. You're going to have to slow brain, down. There's, gonna have there's, there's, there's so much here. There's so much. Are you describing a dream you had? All right. I'm going to pull it up just so you know, this is real. Uh, hold on a second. All right, here we are. Oh my, oh god, my god, this screenshot alone. I love the clowns are in full clown makeup. And they clearly are not socially distanced, so they have been quarantining together. <laughs> They're a, that's a pod. That's an insane pod posse. Violent Jay and Shaggy Too Dope have probably been living at ICP uh headquarters. Do you think coronavirus is just like like it jumped on those guys and they, those guys gave coronavirus their disease. And then coronavirus was just like, like just like died immediately. Yeah. Like you got coronavirus. Oh yeah, brother. You got ICP they, virus. They, they both talk like Hulk Hogan. 
Yeah, you got. Oh well, they do though. Wait till you they hear. Do? Uh, oh, oh my, my god. Okay, okay look, I I've never. I don't think I've heard them speak. Well, get ready. Um. So I mean, I've only re- I've only heard them sing. The uh, rationale for having them on the show is pretty thin, but what it is is that uh, uh, Chris Hansen's been doing this series on uh, this singer, uh, Davi Vanity, who is the singer of a band called Blood on the Dance Floor, who has been accused uh, by multiple people of being a a sexual predator. Um, And I I guess ICP has become very vocal about this on Twitter uh, is kind of the the rationale for having them on. so he's having them on essentially as a kind of uh, expert from the music industry about about uh, the Davi Vanity case. Uh, and that's kind of all you need to know. So okay. I am looking uh, at the chat replies and they're amazing. There's one. There's a bunch that just say whoop whoop. All right. Here we go. OK. Just the other day. And I have so many questions. I don't even know where to start. I've been doing this for 40 years, but I'm very excited to have you guys here. You call Davi Vanity, Jesus Torres, juggalo enemy number one. How did he get on your radar and why did you decide to speak out in a way that has created so much attention to this? Well, I mean, um, he came on our radar through your show. Yeah. You know, I, honestly, you're uh, we want, you know, I, 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 you know, the, the old show to catch a predator. That's my all-time favorite show, you know, of all time. You know, I, I, I still go back and watch it all the time. And I remember the funny thing was, I, my son, I believe, was thirteen at the time. He's fifteen now, and um, and I said, Bud, I want to show you this really cool show. Come here, and I, I've loaded up on YouTube, and he's like. Oh, Chris Hansen, did I have to catch a predator? I'm <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you already know this. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, hell yeah, you know. But um, we made a song called "To Catch a Predator." <laughs> I was listening to it as in the warm up for the show. It's very, very yeah. It's quite. I, and of course, that was inspired by you, you know. Well, I, so yeah, uh, we we um, you know, we, we we we're huge fans. I mean, we we follow your career. We you know, we just uh, really admire you. And um, but what what it was about this particular guy this particular investigation is of course it hit so close to home for us because technically this guy is he does the exact same thing for a living we do yeah right, right. you know which right. is by itself is, it, is a rare stop, please for a second please this is um look obviously sexual assault is a horrifying thing and but these guys turning this into like a weird fan session you you're our hero man you got i i show my 13 year old i watch your show all the time who's going back and watching old episodes of <laughs> to catch a pred i saw this one only three times i can watch this one again it's like who's a fan of chris hansen i think i think we both know I like he's like I told my 15 year old he was like I don't watch him since I was 13. Yo, Dad, that's (laughs) Chris Hansen. But the ICP is basically saying that this guy who's a jerk really is a jerk, and that's cool. Yeah, no, they're on the right side of things. Look, ICP has gone up against the government. Tried to have them listed as like a hate group or something. Remember that? Really? Which government? Obama. I think Obama was anti-ICP. I think, yeah, I think Trump is very, if I had to guess. Yeah, no, he was actually going to hold the Republican convention at the gathering. Like, they could have just done both at once. 
um, profession. I mean, it's not like everybody does this. You know, it's a, it's a rare job. It's a, not, I don't know, rare, whatever the word is. It's a unique job, you know. So this guy's doing exactly what we do. And, and um, to the point where, you know, we have clown paint on and, um, and you do? we have like, certain things that people <laughs> would call our gimmick. Sort of, that's what we call it. You know, it's our gimmick, you know. Right. Um, and, and, and Davi Vanity, and you know, the, his gimmick would be the, the crazy hair, the wigs, you know. And all that. The, yeah, you know, at, trying to act crazy on stage. And, and, you know, that's his, like, that's his gimmick. You know what I mean? A lot of bands say, hey, you know, we don't have a gimmick. You know, we're just what we are. Well, that's their gimmick. I totally yeah. get it. Was he somebody you knew in the music industry? I mean, I. I no, no. We just have an man. opinion about it. So no, why are you on the guy. show then? Why are you on no. the show? Do you think they've ever considered just being like, this makeup takes so long to put on. No one cares about us when we don't have it on. Should we just get this oh, tattooed straight abs- up, and then we absolutely. don't have? We'd save hours. Yeah, we we'd get like handed months of our lives right back over the course of the rest of our lives that we don't have to wear. We don't have to put on the makeup anymore. Permanent makeup is tough, though. I don't know if you could get that kind of like white pancake effect with a tattoo. You know, picture these guys like whipping up some kind of thing, like kind of taking some flour and pouring some water in it, then just injecting it into their face. Oh, totally. Yes. And then having them like they get massive infections in their. <laughs> exactly. My face doesn't feel so good. <laughs> That's the gimmick is we have the, face infections. The gimmick is we both got face infections. And I know we're saying that's not a gimmick, but that's the gimmick. Is that we both injected flour into our faces Chris to Hansen try to save time. Keeping a straight face during that and acting like he's a serious journalist, even like though anyone, even a blind person could look at this and be like, this is ridiculous. And then they'd also be like, I can see. Brett, have you, uh, do you know any juggalos in your life, Brett? Oh, man. You know, if I don't, you. I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. At least, um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess most juggalos are very. Is it something that kind of is like a weekend warrior? Like you don't really talk about you it, or, know. or you okay, know. you would you would know? Okay, in that case, you then think? no. Yeah, are there lots of secret juggalos? You think, Tom? I think there are. Who in the podcasting community do you think would be a secret juggalo? Terry Gross. Terry Gross. <laughs> she goes to ICP. She's Gross Terry. <laughs> that would be the highlight i'm gross terry i'm a juggalo i'll meet you at drug bridge i'll meet you and And dave davies dave davies is like i'm dave davies filling in for terry gross who's at the gathering of the juggalos this weekend we're doing the show live from the gathering live from drug bridge it's Oh my! That would be gross. Terry would be the most amazing uh, thing ever. I love her. Her and clown make in ICP makeup <laughs> with a little table set up, with like <laughs> two microphones and a. Um, well, that was great. Yeah. Who do you think so, came off the best of those three? Chris Hansen, I think, shaggy I, or violent? I think violent Jake. 
comes off the comes off the uh, the best. He's really he's trying to just communicate with people, and he's trying to just get the message out there that him and his son like to watch to catch a predator together and alone also. (laughs) And it really is kind of like the connection that a father and a son have. My son walked in just the other day. day. He was watching Chris Hansen on the flat screen. And I was like, yo, it's Chris Hansen. I love this show to catch a predator. (laughs) Do you think he makes his son wear juggalo makeup or not makes Mm. his son? Do you think he encourages his son to? Oh, yeah. His son's a juggalo. And do you think if you wear clown makeup to go to the gathering, you might be a juggalo. You just might be a juggalo. If you drink Fago on Drug Bridge, <laughs> you just might be a juggalo. If you are doing an interview with the bass player for the Cottonmouth Kings <laughs> on Drug Bridge for NPR, you just might be Gross Terry. Are we done? I think we might be done. It was a weird one. Hey, everybody. Listen to the show and support us by going to... I don't know. Hey, everybody. Support the show. Subscribe to Double Thread on wherever you get your podcasts and rate us and... Follow us on social media at Double Threat Pod and send us stuff to doublethreatpod at gmail.com that we could talk about on the show. And um, thank you so much for listening. And next week, got special guests. You'll see it's going to be great and it's going to be fun. And thank you for listening. And bye. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.